welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I'm your host, Louise Salas, and with me once again is a very talented friend of mine who is also my Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael all rolled up into one. Our guest barkeep, it's Dwayne. <laughs> How you guys doing? Good. How are you? Living where the you, dream. Where are you coming from? Oh, I am all the way in the basement that my wife likes to call the dungeon. I'm at home in Bowie. There you go. She likes to keep you there, huh? Oh, yeah. This is, well, I'm not allowed out without notice. Well, you know, it's one way to keep you in line. Got to keep you on a short leash. <laughs> <laughs> More like chains. So, we won't go there. Hey, hey, you know, whatever floats your boat, brother. So beyond... The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles being a four. Did you know the number four actually has great significance? So did you know uh, the number four is a number for stability and order? And it also symbolizes a strong foundation. Kind of makes sense. Um, there are four cardinal points, meaning north, east, west, and south. I did that kind of odd. Um, there are also four elements with earth, air, wind, or earth, air, fire, and water. Um, there are four winds, there are four phases of the moon, and there are four seasons, of course, which, you know, Dwayne, you might know a little something about the four seasons. Just a one, touch. Uh, just a little bit. And then, of course, there's one other. It's the four-leaf clover. And, of course, we all seek that one out for the promises of good luck that comes with it. So all this four and this luck that I'm talking about brings me to today's designated drinker because we are lucky to have him once again. He's making his fourth appearance on the show. It's the multi-talented Chris Bassett. Welcome back, Chris. Hey, how y'all doing? Thanks for having me back again four times. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Man. What'd you come back for? <laughs> oh, R, R, R. <laughs> R. Uh, well, and Dwayne, this is your multi like appearance on the show as well. So thanks, thanks to both of you guys for coming back and hanging out. Of course, of course, absolutely. So, uh, Chris, what the hell have you been up to these days? Man, since the last time I was on, not much. Uh, watching my wife on TV and kind of hanging out. Um, you know, COVID obviously a uh, terrible for for the restaurant industry. Um, yeah. So I've just been really sitting at home, doing a lot of cooking, uh, some catering, uh, some online chef classes, and a lot of drinking. A lot well, of drinking. Yeah. So You are not alone on that one. <laughs> no, no, I don't imagine that I am. But uh, hey. Hey, I'm a professional. This is my job. So, you know. Yeah. So you're kind of just hanging out being a kept man. Is that what you're telling me? No, I still have to work. <laughs> She's not paying my way. As much as I would love to uh, use her as a retirement plan, she's already made it very clear that that's never going to happen. So, she's a very smart woman. Very smart. And he's drinking responsibly. At home. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I drink right here. There it exactly. is. All about being responsible. Absolutely. So, tell me about this um, online cooking class. What's that all about? Yeah. So, a company that I've been with now for a little over a year, uh, Hungry. The company is called Hungry. Their website is tryhungry.com. And basically, they're a third party um, outlet to connect people uh, with chefs for private events and catering events. So, um, you know, they do mostly before COVID, it was like office luncheons, happy hours, and stuff like oh, that. Interesting. Um, 
obviously with COVID and everyone, you know, teleworking and working from home, they had to really change their business model. And it, it's been great. They started doing, you know, Hungry at Home, where, you know, you as a family go on their website, find a menu that you like, pick a chef and have food delivered directly to your door, uh, which was great. And then for businesses, you know, with everyone being at home and, and you don't get that camaraderie or, or the workplace, you know, your work friends or whatever, how do you keep those employees engaged, right? So they started doing these virtual chef experiences. So company signs up, you know, anybody within the company that wants to join, they pick a chef. And so I've, I'm actually doing one tonight, uh, okay. margaritas and shrimp tacos right after this. I, 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 so, I. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, I'm going to be drinking all day, which is great. I'm going to drink with you guys. I'm going to drink with tacos and margaritas, but yeah. So they sign up and we do like an hour cooking class. Um, I said, this one is shrimp tacos. So we're doing some shrimp tacos, obviously. We're doing a little pico de gallo and uh, some elote. Nice. You know, um, so uh, Dwayne, Chris is kind of like in between you and I where we are. We could just kind of like roll up and just hang outside the window and still it still be COVID free or safe. And he could just like, throw food at us. <laughs> I'll, catch, yeah. I'll catch some shrimp tacos and margaritas. Right hilarious well, that's awesome so can like anyone sign up for that then like if i absolutely to... yeah like... uh you go to their website like i said tryhungry.com um info drop down contact us you know all the standard yep. issue stuff but you can literally search a chef or a cuisine uh that you're looking for and and they're located they started here in in the uh dmv area their uh headquarters is in arlington but they've also now got outlets in philadelphia new york Boston, Atlanta, Austin, and like two others, I think that I can't okay. remember off the top of my head no right worries. now. So they're they're growing. It's it, it's great company. And so you know, a lot of my um, for these virtual chef experiences, it's great. You know, obviously I get a little bit of exposure being on uh, that silly reality show because of my wife. So you know, I get people who ask for me, you know, all over the country, which is great. And I've had pe- I did one a few weeks ago where I did the same menu three times in the day because this company they had, right. It was literally the class is an hour, have an hour break, do another class, hour break, do another class because they had clients in London, New York, oh. and on the West coast. So that makes sense. Boom, boom. And yep. so, yeah, I mean, that's, I think one of the great things about COVID, if you can say that there's a great thing, um, zoom, obviously, right. What we're doing right now is being right able now. to connect all these people and it, it just works. And, be able to do a lot of different things. It's changing things. And, and so it's, it's worked out for me. I don't yeah. have to leave my house now to cook and do it right here. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then, uh, your lovely wife, Candace gets, um, obviously to, uh, taste all the, the goodies of that course. you're making along she, the way. Yeah, she yeah. benefits out of all of it. Yeah. <laughs> plus it saves me out of the deal. <laughs> Look, plus it saves me. I don't have to think about what's for dinner. What am I going to cook for dinner? What do you want for dinner? night, dear? <laughs> We're eating shrimp tacos. So some nights, you know, some weeks we're at shrimp tacos four nights a week. It is what it is. You know? <laughs> Take it or leave it. That's hilarious. So um, are you um, doing all right still being a part of the reality show? Uh, Dwayne, if you don't know, Chris's lovely, lovely wife, Candace Dillard Bassett, is on uh, Real Housewives of Potomac. And so every once in a while, you'll see Chris pop on. And I even made one of the episodes, which was hilarious. Yes, and I even... I made the wedding cut and you did. Do you know how many people hit me up when they, and what it was like a, a 30 second, like, it was like when I said, right. yeah. 
And uh, I got, I was getting off a plane and uh, my LinkedIn just started blowing up of all places. My LinkedIn started blowing up and we're like, and it was all about, did we just see you on Real Housewives of Potomac? Were you at the wedding? And I was like, was yeah, I was at the funny. wedding. Literally, see, I made like 30 second cut. <laughs> hey, I, you know, people still talk about that open bar. That was, I was the bar back. Unbelievable. I mean, I, I can't imagine Shout out to uh, Spilled Milk, who was the catering company for our wedding. I hope we didn't kill their uh, their liquor budget for the year because uh, open bar, I mean, we paid for it, but the amount of alcohol that we were drinking, I just can't imagine they made any money on the alcohol <laughs> side of it. But at least they got exposure. You know, I'm sure their LinkedIn was, was blowing up too, right? Because we, we mentioned a whole bunch about them on the show. It was really great. They did an amazing job um, with all the food and the bar and, and everything there. Yep. So. It was everything was obviously fantastic and beautiful. So and yeah, it had nothing to do with it, any of that. Oh yeah, you just showed. I up. don't think I, I've oh, ever heard anyone apologize for the, the amount of consumption on a prepaid menu. <laughs> Kudos to you, chef. Because uh, <laughs> it, it was anyway. But yes. yes, Wayne, if you haven't seen it, you should go find it um, and check it out. The wedding, the, I, I swear, Candace, I was joking. I tell her you must have killed like eight acres of white roses. <laughs> I mean, we're just going to call it the wedding. Man. Yes. Yes. I, I, I fought a lot of that stuff the entire process and I lost every single battle. <laughs> so you're a better but, man for it today, right? I am. I am. But I tell yeah, you what, a, when I did walk in there, man. when I walked in and I saw everything, I was like, wow, this is amazing. So, yeah. But that's what, that's what the women do, right? I just sit back and I, I had control over the food, though. So. She gave you something. That's good. We all need purpose in the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> purpose. Yeah. I had purpose. Uh, in my, I, had, I had control over the um, writing the check. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Hilarious. Mm. So um, what do you think about um, doing a little bit of a cocktail action now? What do you think? Dwayne? You guys thirsty? <laughs> um, always. Yeah, it's, it's that time. In fact, I'm probably a little overdue. <laughs> oh, well, Chef, I'm interested in your perspective on, uh, what, what are we drinking today? Uh, we're doing the Bronx cocktail today. We're gonna need some gin, some vermouths. Get your, grab your gin, your sweet vermouth, and some orange juice. Yeah. And if you have any bitters, Angus store belongs in everything, so. I agree. How do you wanna okay. build? This is one of those riffs people aren't sure where it ends up, right? Some people classify it as a martini, but because of the orange juice, people think of it as a regular long drink, it's shaken, but it ends up somewhere in between a long drink and that martini, because we're still gonna put it in an up glass or so a, a martini glass. Can I ask you this? What do you mean when you say um, uh, long? So when, you, when I say long, you think of a drink that's shaken with ice and usually served over ice in a tall glass, right? So gotcha. you think about your, your sours or your, even your, your, all your rocks drinks, your highballs, those are considered long drinks. They've been lengthened gotcha. with a little bit of dilution, right? Um, or you have your, your martini, your classic builds where the dilution's stirred in and they're served up to stay cold. This is kind of in between with the orange juice. We're still gonna shake it. We're still gonna drink it up. Uh, and it's it's a fun drink. It's a really fun drink. 
that challenges people. They don't know, a lot of people say they don't like gin or they don't like vermouth. Well, this is full of gin and full of vermouth. A little orange juice and a little bit of Trinidadian heaven. Oh wait, that's my nickname. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go uh, ounce and a half of dry gin, something dry. I don't know what so, you have. We're I, I'm pouring Bulldog. In our tin, right? Yes. Go straight into your tins. Okay. How much did you say, an ounce and a half? Ounce and a half, how do you measure? With my... There you go. Yes. Yes. Always. I, always, gotta measure. Then if you wanted to go into... And you might pour a little extra, it won't hurt though. Some people do parts, some people do ounces, some people do milliliters, whatever it is. It's about one part vermouth to a little less than one part vermouth to two parts gin. However, if that makes sense to you, it makes sense to you. But we can speak in ounces right now. So I did an ounce and a half of the gin. We're gonna do uh, three quarter ounce of sweet vermouth. And then just a half ounce of dry vermouth. And I gotta, I gotta say this, because people say they don't like vermouth, or a lot of people are like, oh gosh, gin and vermouth, I've had that before, I don't want that. Just addressing the vermouth. Keep your vermouth in the refrigerator, please. Always. I don't know anyone that buys a bottle of wine, drinks a glass tonight, leaves it out for a month, comes back to that bottle, and decides to have another glass of wine and expects it to taste good. It just right. doesn't happen. I don't care how much you spend on that bottle of wine. You buy a $700 bottle of Chateau <laughs> and you only have one glass, you're gonna protect the rest of that bottle. Protect right. the vermouth. Put it in the refrigerator. Agreed, agreed. All right. All liquid in the tin. Alrighty, now what are you guys doing for orange juice? I have a fresh, fresh orange. I have oranges. Yeah, that's what I did. I quartered it right up. Did you squeeze it already? I did. I'm about to all right We're gonna do, all right, we'll wait for Louise. Always. This is called the magic show. Look, I happen to have some right here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, done. Give yourself a full ounce of that orange juice. Okay, I probably should squeeze the other quarter then. And where is my brother? The other half of that Trinidadian magic. Oh, you put the bitters right into the... A little Angostura. Can't forget that. Can go into everything. What's that? Right into the tin then. Right in. Okay. And you how much do I want? You don't want to put too much. Just a dash is all you need. One dash is all you should put, okay? <laughs> One dash. <laughs> I happen to love Angostura bitters. Nothing wrong with so, that. So my hand gets a little bit going. I should have asked you to chill your glass first. Oh, what kind of glass do but you want me to have? I'm going into fancy. Okay. Up glass, martini glass. So my glass is now frosted and chilled. Oh, wow. Put a little ice in your tins. And shake the bejesus out of it. Okay. Hmm. 
My thing is I have always have a hard time getting the tin apart. There we Use go. Use inertia. Inertia. And if you have a strainer, strain it. If you don't have a strainer, crack the egg like Chef's doing. Oh, yes. Now, anytime I put sweet vermouth into a drink, the garnish has to be an orange peel. I don't care what anyone says, unless there's dry vermouth in the drink, then I always put a lemon peel. Because there's more sweet than dry today, I'm going orange peel. Okay, I was confused with that. So do you like a little quarter? Do you like a whole peel? What would you like? What do you suggest? I just like a little sliver. Just a little because sliver? Because you've, you've seen us do before, just want to get those oils out over the top of the drink. Okay. Essential oils. Love them. Then just, you know, massage the glass. Put those oils right on top. I even put it down on the side, on the base. And then you can put this in or out. That's up to you. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You got the idea because when you serve this to your guest, when they take this, this glass and they pick it up, the first thing they're going to get is that orange. When they put that glass down, they still got orange. It's, Ooh, yeah. It becomes part of them and it reminds them, hey, I got a beautiful drink over there. Let me get back to it. Absolutely. All righty. <laughs> Cheers to eat to both of you. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yes. Oh, this is really lovely. Lovely. Oh, I don't know who doesn't like vermouth. I really, really enjoy vermouth, actually. Look, I tell you, <laughs> vermouth is underrated, right? It, it's making a comeback, right, in the cocktail world. It, it's, it's been out there for a little it's bit. It's been back for a while. But um, vermouth and sherry oper op operate in that same wheelhouse where it's under misunderstood and where sherry is often fortified and has enough booze that it can survive a little bit longer on the shelf. Yep. I keep my sherry in the refrigerator as well. The vermouth, it changes so much if you just leave it out. And yeah. just take care of the vermouth and it'll take care of you. I go out and I drink vermouth vermouth and soda. I mean, I, I love this stuff. Oh, me too. That's Give what I was just gonna between... say, <clears throat> especially in the summertime. Ice cube, vermouth, classic. Little twist or a slice of orange. Yeah. Yep. I learned to, and this sounds all, all, all bougie, but um, I learned to drink that um, sitting on the mountainside of Barcelona, um, eating paella, looking over the med. Yeah. And I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm I'm sorry, look, like looking that. over the what? The Mediterranean. The med. Oh, okay. I thought I, you yes, know. Yeah. the med. Yeah. The med. That's what we call okay. it. You know. As, as, as we say in Barcelona, Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> we, were, we, we were in Barthy, you know, and uh, <laughs> Barthy looking out over the med. Yeah, you know, with our vermouth and paella. Yeah. <laughs> paella. We call it PJ. Mm -hmm. No, we were watching the Bulls. For sure. The Bulls. <laughs> yeah. Run, run. This is just, I, people get upset with me when I say I don't like being a, from the food industry and I, I don't like wine. Oh. I don't like wine. If you give me wine, I want to be drink. I want to be eating food. Oh, okay. Right. So I enjoy wine with food. Right. But if I go to a bar and you're, and you're giving me wine, I, I give me a cocktail. Right. I'd, I'd much rather have a cocktail or give me a vermouth. Give me a sherry. Give me something I can really enjoy. 
wine for me needs to be dancing with something else. And I think that's the beauty of wine. That pairing and balance with food is what is most important when drinking wine. Outside of that, you're just getting tannins and looking for something else to follow it with, right? Right, and well. that big bold red at your way at the bar. Yeah. And, and you go yeah. What about <laughs> champagne though? There's always time for champagne. Yeah, you're right. Bubbles is a different experience. Right, I agree, I agree. I'm with you with the food though. I gotta have the food. Like, I, I mean, I enjoy wine. I, I, you know, just let me toot my horn. I also have a sommelier certification in case anyone was wondering. But um, <laughs> what level? What level? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, it, I find it very difficult to come home and just be like, you know what? I want a glass of wine with nothing. Like, I, I want yeah, the cocktail. A bottle like, of wine? Or, or the bourbon or, yeah. Yeah, I'm the opposite. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So uh, look, hold on. Let me toot, let me toot his other side of his horn. I too hold a sommelier certificate, which makes my statement so blasphemous. I, I, I agree with you, one hundred percent. And um, I do food. not. I am not a psalm, and I love wine, <laughs> <laughs> and I drink it all the time. <laughs> it's, it's noon. Where is it? But now it depends. Okay, so but I am very um, depends on like obviously time of year, and it doesn't always have to pair with food. But it has to do. But it when I have certain foods, I definitely pair. Like there are certain things that I will definitely do. Like I enjoy rosé, but I don't really eat a lot of foods with it. Like I don't say oh if and like but if I'm going to have certain cheeses, I absolutely have that. I want that um, that that red to accompany accompany that. And so you know. But again, well, you know, I'm I've always said, on that. Some, you know, some white with crisp the sh- wines. Some of those white crisp wines you can drink for no reason just because it's the the weather is the weather. Yeah. Um, or oysters don't really count as food, and oysters in a nice acidic bright wine, amazing. But I I will tell you some wines that I do enjoy, and they are the cheapest wines I've ever had. Whenever you're in Europe and they just bring you that wine to drink as if it were water. Yeah. You mean you mean the big jug of Paisano that yeah. I that I love to drink? Yeah. Jug of wine. Yeah, it, that's, it's just basically all the wine from the glasses that were left the night before. No, I'm kidding. Hey, you know, hey, whatever. They works. add enough water to it, and no one does this. It's and no one does this. They do this. <laughs> yes, more. That's right. You know, with the show, I always have people who ask me. Um, what should I drink? What, you know, I don't like this, but should I drink it? And I was like, there's no shit in this. Last time I checked, you have one damn liver. Just burn it on whatever you absolutely enjoy. Yeah. There's no wrong. Unless you leave your vermouth out on the counter and then that's wrong. Yes, very, very. Yeah, I get, I get people in my cooking classes all the time. They want to know what should I pair with this and what should I pair and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'll give you the standard. Oh, you got red meat. Maybe you want a red and it's chicken or fish. It's light. Maybe you do a white wine. But at the end of the day, Drink what you like. Who cares? Absolutely. You're the one drinking it, not me. I can sit here and tell you that, oh, like like uh, Dwayne said, the right, with your filet mignon, sure, go for it. It's going to be amazing. But maybe you don't like that wine. Maybe to you, that tastes like dirt. It tastes like forest floor, and the last thing you want to eat is leaves with your filet mignon. <laughs> it's exactly Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's got an earthy, an earthy characteristic similar to uh, horse saddle. Um, <laughs> Who comes up with this shit? Has <laughs> anyone? We do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We do. Does anyone remember the a, a New Orleans chef by the name of Justin Wilson? 
-hmm. He used to go by you stand. He'd say you stand, and he would talk with a thick accent. And when he's cooking, and he was always cooking with wine and drinking wine. Yeah, sure. And the, the question they would say, they say, people always ask me, are you stand? What kind of wine you cook that with? He said, you know, the kind of wine you like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If I can't drink it, I'm not bringing it into my house. And he said, if it's too nasty to drink, it's not coming in my house. And if it's too expensive to cook with, what the hell I want that for? <laughs> Is that, was that? Was that the guy with the little bow tie or the little tie, the the tiny little funny little tie? Yes. Was that? So he looked like Colonel what, Sanders. He did. That so funny we, tie has a name. It was not a bolo tie. No, and I forget. I forget what it's called, and I should remember. But oh, look at you pouring in some more. So, Chris, um, what else you got going? What's what's cooking? Are you guys still going to tell us all this, all the inside scoop of what's happening on Real Housewives? Oh, man, I'm, I'm ready for this season to be over, to be quite honest. And we're only halfway done. Um, it's just a lot, man. This, this season was was rough um, for my wife for a lot of reasons. But, yeah. you know, I was actually very jealous this year. Um, the ladies on their cash trip, they got to go to Portugal. And by Portugal, oh. they actually went to Madeira. Oh, nice. Yeah. So nice. I was jealous for multiple reasons. One, because I've never been. Uh, two, I'm a huge fan of Port. And three, Cristiano Ronaldo is probably my favorite soccer player of all time. And that's where he was born. And they have a whole entire museum dedicated to him. So I stayed home. But what I did learn, what I did learn is what did about. What you learn? Pancha. Did it hurt? Poncho. I said, did it hurt? You said you learned. I was like, did it oh, hurt? no, it didn't hurt. Not this <laughs> shiny dome piece. No, um, <laughs> poncha. I'd never heard of poncha before. And apparently that's all they drink in Madeira. And it's like a fruity uh, liquor. Um, and they drink it over ice. They add soda to it. It's it's basically, if I had to put it into something, it's like, it's like a rum punch. Gotcha. But they almost. don't export it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Look at this. Pacharan. Oh, what is that? Pacharan. Oh, hmm. par oh, is that how you say that? So P A T X A R A N. So a, a sweet name for it might be Pacha. Yeah, yeah. Look, let me. Look, I got a bottle right here. We got bottles all over the place. What you want here? <laughs> this is the great thing about having like uh, people who have, like have great industry background, like you both, uh, like behind the bar. Because Chris has been a barkeep, uh, a guest barkeep on the show. He's very talented, obviously, his culinary background. So it's kind of great Chris, having you guys on the show. Chris used to work with like, uh, Tangerina. Oh. So this oh, is a small little bottle. Oh, puncha. So so that is a punch. Yeah. Yeah. And then this one. That's like Mad Dog. This one is original. I'm not sure what original is. Let me, let me just open it. I haven't had this one. What does it say? A pescado? It's, it's fish punch? Oh, this one. No. Pesca, it does say de, de madera pescador. See? Yeah. It's for the fish. <laughs> so and it's good it. enough for fish. It's good enough for me. There um, you go. I think this one is like a lime-ish one. But yeah, she brought back a whole bunch of them. They're actually pretty good. I just put it over the ice. Um, it, it is it, a little, it's super little sweet. sweet, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, it, we went to, um, Dave and I went to uh, Lisbon a couple of years ago. And uh, the really wonderful thing about going into a country that is so, and I know this doesn't, we just had this conversation, you guys don't drink a lot of wine, but they're really interesting to see what we don't get, doesn't get exported outside of the country and the, the beautiful wines that they have there. Um, I did not 
hurt for a single glass, but I unfortunately can't get most of it here because they're all such small batch or small, um, small wineries producing this beautiful Tell me, what are you eating with those wines? Those are the best ones though. Oh, amazing Portuguese food. Um, I mean, it's the beautiful thing about Portugal, which I didn't quite, I had didn't know much about the country other than negative things before I got there. Um, the role in the world kind of stuff. Um, like the food is like this, it's this beautiful mix of food from all around the world. And I will say that men are very beautiful. I told, I was there for a day without Dave and I sent him a text. I'm like, you better hurry up. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo, right? He's from there. I mean, they all look like him. Well, they got this, you got like Spanish or Portuguese blood, but then you have the Moorish blood. So you've got the dark. Right, right. Because they're right there on on the coast there. I mean, you could spit on uh, across the uh, Strait of Gibraltar, if I'm not mistaken. That's what that is, right? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like See, it's nothing to get in into school. Morocco from there. So. Now my head is hurting. Too much knowledge <laughs> I had to talk about. And all, you were wor- and all you were worried about is not getting enough poncha. She's right. over there with all the beautiful boys. That's right. Well, I will say the women were quite beautiful as well. And I will say that because everyone thought I was Portuguese. Mm. Oh, well, cheers to that. I'm such a jackass. <laughs> Speaking of jackass, let's do a little housekeeping, shall we, Dwayne? Um, where are they going to go to get this recipe? Do you remember? Been a minute. Nope. They're going to go to designateddrinker.show. Where are they going to go, Chris? Designateddrinker.show. Exactly. And so what we're going to do is we're going to make sure all the tips and tricks on how to make this cocktail, plus every other cocktail that's been on the show, which actually includes Dwayne and Chris's recipes. Um, And then the other thing is we'll definitely have all the links to like how to get in touch with you because you're also doing your catering, which we barely touched on, but like how to get to your catering and then um, your professional, you know, like to hire you to cater and well as and as well as all of your um, online classes too. Like when somebody if they want to do an online class, we'll make sure we have all those links there for our guests. Yes. If I go to the designated drinker dot show, mm-hmm. I can find links to all of Chris's catering and cool stuff that he's doing right now. You can, and you know they are buying a new house, so I'll make sure I will put the address up too. Oh man! So <laughs> yeah, that's like my wife's. That's my wife's biggest fear right now. Is is people finding out where we live um yeah i mean i get it but it's in a gated community so whatever but she's just freaked out because when we first got on the show some friggin weirdo came over here and like took a picture of the front of our house and put it up on twitter yeah like why who cares but uh, at the end of the day look they're gonna find out if they i mean you can find anything if you want to pay and look hard enough so what's the point don't yeah. worry about it. I got three big pit bulls, so come on over. I don't, I don't, well, but I might. What happened to the fourth one? <laughs> oh shit! Right, we went out of town, and no, yeah, yeah. no. She wants a dog, but we can't. No, we had on this. One, long, so. We had this long talk the other day about. We did, what kind of and dog. and you know what? I have to thank you. I think we might be able to upgrade to a bigger dog now. Well, she really th- enjoyed well, your three. Yep. So yeah. So just so Dwayne, Chris and Candace came over the other evening and we um, had dinner and they got to meet the puppies and the girls, my little labs, cute as they come. And you cooked for Chris? I did. It was actually quite. um, Dave and I cooked. Well, you grilled. I'm just right. I'm just kidding. It was a joke. It was a joke. Wow. Actually, um, uh, to be it honest, I did, I, the, uh, it was a group effort and it included whole food kebabs, pre-made kebabs. So 
um, yeah. The charcuterie was amazing, though. It's always pretty, right? A, well, it's also because I'm an art director, so it's got to be pretty. <laughs> yeah, little prosciutto roses. I did cheeses. Yeah. All did right. you have any sherry to drink with the prosciutto? No. no. We had wine, and he was just drinking uh, bourbon, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. We kept it simple. Yeah. Kept it simple. Yeah, we're simple people. Dave and his IPAs, and yeah, I mean, yeah. it was standard issue for the night. I think. I think it was a very standard issue drinking. So no, we were just there to catch up. Yes, I've known, uh, or mustard, ha ha ha. Uh, we've known Chris for quite a few years and we we met, imagine this, at a bar and it was funny as like, Chris can nail our order. <laughs> he probably, and, and Dave's pretty easy. He's like, Dave's always standing at the end of the bar with his IPA, not talking to anybody. <laughs> That's why I like him so much because I'm the same guy. You are the same grumpy old guy. You are It's not grumpy. Like, a look, even Candace, even Candace said this at the end of the night. She was like, oh my God. I had no idea Dave was so funny and talks. I was like, yeah, I mean, Dave talks all the time. He's like me. I mean, if I have something to say, I'm going to tell you. But like when we're out at a bar, it's like that's what the ladies, you guys talk. And we're just like, yeah, see that the other night. Uh, uh, Good talk, good good uh, story, bro. And it's Well, the, the reality is what we talk about. We can't. It's more like gestures like this. (laughs) <laughs> exactly it, and, but we know we know we're, like we're, we're here we see it we, we know exactly what you we're talking that about you guys yeah. got to give a million details and want to know that well there was this one patch of grass that was brown but the rest of it was green but we were walking on the street so it really didn't matter like nobody needs to know that. why <laughs> oh i can't wait for candace to hear this you're going to be in so much trouble yeah, I stay there. <laughs> <laughs> you have a permanent address there? <laughs> yeah, I'm used to it. It's okay. I've given up at this Consistency point. Consistency is key. She knows That's what she signed hand. up for. Mm, did she? <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, actually, because we were friends for like five years. So funny story. She she told me, she's like, I already knew you were crazy when we started dating. Because well, I mean, we had been friends for like five years before we started dating. I was like, what do you mean I was crazy? She's like, well, I remember I was in the office one time because we were at the same restaurant she was the assistant sales and marketing director and I was the AGM and beverage director. And one of the servers had pissed me off or something. And I come walking in the back and I just kick the kitchen door and I'm like, fuck. And she was like, what's wrong with this guy? Like we had known each other maybe a month, but whatever, I'm an emotional person and I'm very passionate <laughs> about my work in the hospitality industry. And this person just really made me angry. What year was that? 2013, 14, something like that. It's like seven right, years edit, ago. Edit it out. What restaurant were you at? <laughs> Ping pong dim sum. Ah. Yeah. No longer there. Um, Connecticut or uh, 7th Street? So because I was the beverage director, I was at both. But my home location as AGM was uh, DuPont Circle, Connecticut. DuPont, DuPont, all right. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't see you at DuPont. I went down, I saw you in Chinatown. Was there? Is, it was yeah. everywhere. That's what I yeah. say, 7th Street. Because oh, is that 7th? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 7th yeah, Street, yeah. Chinatown. Right. So, yeah, like I said, I was, I was back because I ran the bar for, for both of them. I was back and forth, but my main office, I, I did most of my shifts in DuPont. All right. So I'm going to ask you, without Gina being here, we got to ask this. It's her, her closing. I'm right here. What do you, do you know our closing question? No. Okay. So the closing question, Chris. Mm-hmm. So the kids today, let me see if I can channel my inner Gina. 
Um, the kids today, you know, they, they identify with uh, a, an, a spirit animal. Um, you know, they could be uh, a, a, an Arctic fox because they're quick and they like the cold. And when you they when they don't move, you don't see them. Something like that, right? I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm trying to channel Gina. So, if I were to ask you, what is your spirit ingredient? What would it be? So it could be anything. It could be something you cook with. It could be something you pour with. It could be anything. What is your spirit ingredient? Spirit ingredient? Mm-hmm. Hey, Chris. Are we talking? So I'm very confused. <laughs> like, I don't know. Should I go Should I go food or do I go beverage? Like, it's different Ooh, every time. You tell me. What is it today? I'm making shrimp tacos. It's going to be cilantro. I mean, I love cilantro. I think it's one of my favorites. And I always make the joke, like, you know, some people, like, I never knew there was an actual disease that cilantro tastes like soapy water to people. It's not a disease. You know, so you have it. <laughs> I love, I love cilantro almost as much as I love culantro. Okay. And, um, and I can identify with what people say is that soapy characteristic, but I don't find it offensive. So, but I, I, mean, I do get it because people either love or hate cilantro, Chris. Right. It's it's so polarizing. There's like, there's nobody. It's like, eh, it's whatever, you know, cilantro is like, no, I love cilantro or it's the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted in my life. Like, so, so today that's, that's, that's what the spirit ingredient of the day is. There's a big fluffy bunch of cilantro in some water waiting for shrimp tacos later. Yes. But, um, yeah, I, I, I can see that. That fits you. That fits you. It's because either people right love you or hate you. That totally they makes do. sense. See, see, yeah. I got it. They do. I'm not disappointing things. <laughs> Louise, what is, what is your spirit ingredient? I, I can think about it. I know what I am. Well, Where are you? it depends on what you want to talk about. Like I often say it's tequila because I love, you know, agave. It's a little sweet kind of can, it can survive in some really tough like spaces like it grows on the side of a rat it's very rocky there's no air there's no no air there's no water and it still comes through um and you know she's a beautiful blue color I don't know yeah I often say agave because I, I happen to really like tequila and you know it burns a little sometimes I never knew that about you <laughs> that you were a What's tequila that? person oh yeah yeah, absolutely. I never knew that. I know because like, you always see me. As long as I've known you, wine. Yeah. As, as long as I've known you, it's been gin and Malbec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like always. So, like you've yeah, never together. asked me to make you a tequila drink in life. Because so typically, what I do is I I prefer to sip tequila. So when I go to Mexico and I'm sitting on the beach, I order Don Julio Reposado with uh, one ice cube and a water back, and that's what I all drink all day. So that's so. I'm a big fan of rum. I love drinking rum. But the reason why I don't always <laughs> order it when I go out is because a lot of places don't have a very good rum selection. Exactly. And 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 I'll be honest, like being a chef and and being someone who's been behind the bar for multiple years, you know, working with lots of great people, um when I go out, I'm looking for the diviest, dingiest, dirtiest place to go ever in life because I'm around that shit all day long. Like I just want to relax. Right. Yep. So the places that I tend to frequent, like I go out to nice places, but the places that I frequent in, in old town, like whatever, um, 
they're not going to have rum selection. <laughs> the rum selection is Bacardi, Captain Morgan, and Myers. Like I'm exactly. not drinking any of those ever yep. at all in life. So yep. I I then go to to a bourbon or or something like that. But yeah, it's it's yeah. tough. So we to bring find we rum. bring back really good tequilas every time we go to Mexico, and uh, we I drink them with people who know um, who are aren't looking to shoot anything because don't worry i have a i have a bottle that you can shoot absolutely i'll uh, yeah right until you can the, the standard 1800 yeah but you know, <laughs> a little uh you know a little patron me. <laughs> <laughs> nobody uh, drinks that shit patron <clears throat> yeah so i give them i everyone drinks it that's and and we get we got to give those two brands credit for why we actually have good contrib tequila in the country right now absolutely and the fact that we both that, you know their big. brand recognition is really funny that we can call them up like that and we have an opinion about them but the truth is that they kind of paved the road right um they branding do. coming as a branding gink branding it makes sense right i'll be honest um, I'm, I'm a don julio guy as well i love it yeah the reposado yeah. and the Inejo. Oh, did I tell I you? I keep the Inejo on stock in the house. Did I tell you the other night, uh, the other day? So, Dwayne, you might appreciate this. I, we, for Dave's birthday, uh, we went down. We were in. We were just recently in Puerto Vallarta. Um, super safe. I'm just gonna tell you. We can talk about this offline. It, it, what they're doing down there is far better than what we're doing up here in the United States about COVID. Um, but anyway, their practices on a daily basis and every second you're there is far different than what we're doing here. Anyway. Um, went to this beautiful restaurant right on the right on the ocean on this cliff. It was like forty five minutes out of Puerto Vallarta. Stunning. Um, anyway, so close the night. Dave, as Chris will know, Dave's a big mezcal drinker, and he asked for mezcal. And honestly, even there, you're not getting like the higher end in a lot of the restaurants because the tourism doesn't really call for it. Um, so we got a middle of the road mezcal. He enjoyed it, but it was a middle of the road. And but I was like, okay, so I'll do to end the night. I'd like a really nice. Um, glass of tequila. Of course, now I have more selection. And they bring out the Don Julio 1942. Mm. But then they have this other bottle that I didn't know. And I was like, okay, so I know the 1942. And it had these talons. The other bottle was, it was uh, Don Julio Real. And it had the, these, these metal talons that came over the bottle, which obviously tells you this is a high, high ticket item um, because the metal comes, it's like these silver talons, right? And so um, I, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, so I know the 1942, what do you, and you know, it's a good question to ask, what, what, what's the difference in price here? But it is so different than the US, obviously. The 1942, when I had it here, we paid like $45. There, it was 20. And then the Real, which is a special reserve, was like 30. But it drank so beautifully. And I and then we can get it here in the US in certain spots, but it's like 350 to $400 a bottle. So it's a very special bottle. Um, but I will tell you, sipping that, um, watching the, you know, the waves crash uh, against the, it, it, it did not suck. I'm just gonna so say- So I know what I'm suck. asking for for Christmas. Awesome. <laughs> A shot of tequila? <laughs> the whole damn bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Be All gone right. in a night, but absolutely, it is. All right, guys, I think it's time to wrap. Chris, thanks for coming again. Thanks Dwayne, for having me. Thanks for being our guest barkeep. Um, and uh, cheers to Gina, and can't wait to see you again. Salute, Dwayne. A pleasure. It was nice to meet you, sir. Cheers to you guys. 
The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Missing Link is a proud partner of Hearing Charities of America, a nonprofit organization that supports those who are deaf or hard of hearing. To learn more about HCOA or to find out about Missing Link's other podcasts, head over to missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company. 